Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Chant of Go Pack Go as Rodgers up to the line of scrimmage for what should be the final snap of the game. He drops to a knee, and that will do it for the fourth time in the last seven seasons. The Packers punch their ticket to the NFC title game. Packers 32, Rams 18. My future is a, a beautiful mystery, I think. Present is such a gift to just be able to stay in the moment and to have uh, gratitude for being in a situation again and being with the guys and having fans at our stadium and maybe snow on an NFC championship game. I mean, I'm going to enjoy these moments for sure and just not worry about what happens down the line. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. There's the unmistakable call of Wayne Larravee on WTMJ, and you hear the voice of Aaron Rodgers. His is a beautiful mystery. Sadly, for some of us, there's only the sorrowful mysteries, counting the beads. Good morning, Wayne. How are you, buddy? Great to get you. Morning, Wayne. Guys, wonderful to be with you. How you doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, and and you know we, you're the man to talk to about it. We have been marveling at uh, at the season that Aaron Rodgers has had, and I'm sure as you've watched it unfold in front of you, um, has he ever played better? I mean, is this the kind of um, apex of his career? It just seems like he's been phenomenal. Yeah, you know, Mike, I would agree with that um, because. The people, he, he's got Devontae Adams, all right, arguably the best receiver in the league. But around him are a bunch of young guys that are on their way up. You know, uh, Robert Tanyan, um, you know, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, uh, you know, and, and Alan Lazard. These are guys that aren't household names. Whereas back in 2011, when he posted the highest passer rating in the history of um, pro football, uh, he had Donald Driver and Greg Jennings and, a young Jordy Nelson and a rookie Randall Cobb, and he had Jermichael Finley at tight end. You know, he had a a lot more known quantities around him then. So what he's done with this group, he's kind of elevated them, and uh, I think it's been his biggest accomplishment. Wayne, as familiar as you are with the Chicago sports scene, you understand that when you think about the the 2016 Cubs and, and they won a World Series, and it was great, but it was only one. And you look back at the 85 Bears, and it was great, but it was only one. I just wonder, is there any conversation in Green Bay, or how loud is it that, okay, Aaron Rodgers, great quarterback, but only one Super Bowl, and maybe this is the best shot he'll have to add to that collection and, and how that may increase the urgency of this season? Yeah, David, and, and history's a harsh judge, isn't it? I mean, we look back on, on those teams you just mentioned, um, the 85 Bears, the the Cubs and, and, you know, we, we, the white, you could put the white Sox in that group as well. 
you know, one championship. Um, and, and the, you know, we'd, <laughs> we we always expect more. Once you get the first one, everyone expects more. With those Bears teams, I remember in the mid-'80s, we were thinking, okay, well, we'll be in three or four Super Bowls along the way as with this group. Um, and it never happened. And, you know, uh, these moments, um, unless you're Bill Belichick and Tom Brady together in New England, they don't happen uh, very often. And uh, there is a lot of talk, and there has been for years, about, you know, the Packers, quote-unquote, wasting Aaron Rodgers' greatest years by not winning another Super Bowl. And, and I don't think people appreciate how difficult it is just to get to this point, much less get into the Super Bowl. So, um, you know, the, the feeling with this is, my feeling personally is, hey, listen, this is Aaron Rodgers, maybe as good as he'll ever be. Um, boy, this would be the year to get to the Super Bowl and punch that ticket. You're listening to Mully and Haw on the score, and we're talking to Wayne Larravee in this segment brought to you by Alpamonte Nissan, Alpamonte Nissan in Melrose Park on North Avenue or APNissan.com. And, Wayne, um, you know, we know the great storyline, the coaching storyline of Sean McDermott against Andy Reid in the AFC Championship game. It's uh, it's a guy that he fired 10 years earlier, and now here they are facing off. Uh, Bruce Arians, we know what's going on with him. And, Tom, I think that Matt LaFleur is kind of a mystery because he's he's this young guy who's come in Aaron Rodgers is there, and whatever he's doing offensively and whatever good there is seems to be credited to Aaron. What Tell us about Matt LaFleur. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's like Phil Jackson with Michael Jordan. You know, Phil never got credit for for being the kind of leader and, and uh, coach that he was back then. All the credit went to Michael. And, you know, the same thing happens here in many respects, but I guarantee you LaFleur and his staff, uh, Nathaniel uh, Hackett, uh, they have done a tremendous job of crafting this offense. And the thing they've done, Mully, is they've involved Aaron in that process this offseason. And they've built an offense this year that is different from last year. It's not the Shanahan offense. It's not the McVay offense. It's their offense. Um, and they put it together this offseason. And that's, I think, a major reason why Aaron Rodgers is flourishing this season because the offense that they put together fits his talents. And, and fits what their objective is as well, and, and that is putting people in the right place uh, for the right play. You know, Wayne, no Bears fan needs an explanation about how complete this Packer team is after seeing them up close and personal kind of reinforce how wide the gap is between the Packers and the Bears right now. But if you had to tell somebody who you know is watching this NFC Championship game what the most underrated aspect of this team is, people who may be so fixated and focused on Rodgers and his dynamic with LaFleur that gets so much attention, what is the most underrated aspect of this Packers team? Boy, that's a good question. You know, I think the offensive line uh, is the, what they've done is kind of incredible because they've lost their best player, David Bakhtiari. And they've had a season where even before Bakhtiari went down, there were injuries and, and shuffling on that line. Um, and, you know, they've done nothing but perform. Um, it's probably the, the most underrated aspect of this football team the excellence of that offensive line. It's the underlying factor in their success. Um, yet, you know, I don't think they get a lot of credit. I, I know they're rated highly by some of the scouting services, but nonetheless, I think that's the part of, of this team that's made it go. 
when we talk about this game, you obviously have the immortal one in Tom Brady, the eternal Tom Brady coming in. And Aaron Rodgers at 37, you know, they drafted a quarterback. Um, I don't know if he thinks about his career mortality, but somebody was considering it at some point, Wayne. Um, Brady says he wants to play till 45. Any idea how long Rodgers stays in Green Bay? Would he do a Brady and duck out for a year to try to uh, play, maybe win a title in Chicago? Is that too much? (laughs) I've heard those rumors before, and so has he. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I got to tell you something, guys. I mean, obviously, it's a popular topic, um, you know, outside the organization, but I haven't heard anybody inside the organization on the team talk about uh, long-term future at all. Um, You know, they're focused on Aaron Rodgers from a salary cap standpoint. He's going to be here through next year at the very least. But I I don't think people are saying, all right, in two years, Aaron Rodgers is gone and Jordan loves the quarterback here. No one has said that. And I don't think they're planning it that way. Um, I think they're going to just let things play out, see where it goes. And, Quite frankly, um, I'd be surprised if anybody beats out Aaron Rodgers, be it three years from now or four years from now or even five years from now. And and remember, Tom Brady didn't get beaten out in New England. Um, That that whole thing precipitated for other reasons. Uh, I don't see that happening in Green Bay. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to get beat out by anybody. And that's not being disparaging on Jordan Love whatsoever. He he might be a fine, fine quarterback, but Aaron Rodgers is, uh, you know, one of a kind. Wayne, I have to admit, I was one of those people when Adrian Amos left the Bears, I thought, okay, fine. He was one of those guys that was in the secondary, was solid, not spectacular, and and Eddie Jackson was the guy you needed to keep. To be honest, the last two seasons since he joined the Packers, he's probably been a more consistent safety than Eddie Jackson has in Chicago. And and I marvel at that, and I wonder what is the reason for that, because he does play so, so dependably every Sunday. What is he like to be around, and how do you explain, or how are the Packers explaining his consistency? You know, David, I think it's the system. Um, You know, maybe the system's a little bit more conducive to what he's doing, what he does well. Uh, Patton, in recent weeks, has moved um, Adrian up closer to the line of scrimmage more often, and I think that's made a difference. Uh, He's more involved with the play. He's, He's got more opportunities to make plays. And I think that's the biggest thing. You know, so many of these guys, if they find the right system, it can exploit their talents. And and sometimes many people are are in this league and and they're in a system that may not be ideal for them, yet they're a fine player and that type of thing. But in order to step to the next level, they need to find the right system. And I think Mike Pettin has done that for uh, Adrian Amos. And, And that's the biggest difference I can see this year to last year. The, the idea that, um, that, Tampa is coming in with a defense that Tampa will blitz the quarterback more than any team in the league, but Baltimore, it all kind of falls apart when you think about what happened with the bears in that game where he, he, and Rogers talked about it. He saw Quinn talking to Trevath and he immediately knew he could go down the middle. He, he is just, I don't think you can blitz him. I don't know. I mean, I, I think that it's, you know, you, you talk about the, um, the the way that you combat Kansas City, you try to force them to run the ball. Um, Aaron Rodgers will take what you give him, and he won't think twice about it. I don't know that it's a good idea for them to come in and try to get to him because 
No one seems to. Well, you know what, uh, Molly, it's, it's the key down will be first and second down in this game. Um, because if Tampa Bay, their whole, their defense is predicated on shutting you down on first and second down uh, and forcing you into even on second down, a second and long, uh, third and long. And that's when the blitzes come and they come from the secondary and they come from the linebacking core and that type of thing. The speed of Tampa's defense in the first game, and I went back and watched it a couple of times, the speed of the Buccaneers on that day, on that field, in that environment, um, disrupted the Packers' offense, and their blitzes were effective. And Aaron Rodgers was never on track. It was uh, the worst game he played all year, um, not just statistically, but visually as well. So I, I think the key down in the NFC Championship game is going to be first down. Can the Packers, whether they run the ball or whether they pass the ball on first down, they must get good yardage on first down, and they have to, in this game, stay ahead of the chains because that will keep Todd Bowles um, you know, off the blitz as much as he did earlier. Wayne, it was cool to see fans back at Lambeau Field, and I know they're welcome back again this Sunday. I just wonder, from your standpoint, as experienced as you are and as much as you have, have seen and, and gone through, how would you describe this year? Because it's been full of its challenges with COVID and the protocols and the lack of fans, and yet the Packers have been so good and the winning is always fun to be around. So how will you remember this season uh, broadcasting Packers games? Uh, very odd, very strange. Um, doing road games from you know a studio uh, in Green Bay. Um, you know the home games have been fine, except that you know during the game you miss the atmosphere of what the fans provide. Um, and, it, and in a way, it's been sad. Uh, it, it's been a little bit sad. It was kind of like watching the inauguration yesterday and not having the the huge crowds around. Um, you know, for the parade and and for the uh, you know um, for for the the speeches and all that stuff, you know, this is kind of sad where we're at right now with this. And you want to see people back. I think there's, we've learned once and for all, I think we always knew this, but we've learned the fans are so important to the experience of a sporting event. And, and that's really, they give it the, uh, the atmosphere, even watching on TV. I know this camera angles are tight and all that, and, and it looks the same, but it's not the same and it doesn't sound the same or feel the same. And that's certainly the case when you're at the stadium calling the game. Wayne, always a joy to catch up with you. Really appreciate your time. Thanks so much. All the best, guys. Have a good one. Take care. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.